are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, look at our lovely setup. Look at this. Bloody hell. Like a sex dungeon, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a All the mood yeah. lighting bouncing off the walls. Red is a very seductive colour. Immediately you've relegated to a sex dungeon in the phone. <laughs> <of our> phone. <laughs> so much work has gone into this we room. We spent all our money on this. <laughs> it's the red lighting. I didn't expect the red lighting. It's like Amsterdam, it's isn't it? It's a lovely touch, though. Hello, and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. I'm Jack from Cultaholic, stepping in on hosting duties from Matthew, who's away to Germany for WXW. To get coronavirus. Was... There it is. Back for everyone yep, to share. There it is. I've got a bit of a cold, and I'm worried that it is, but I checked the symptoms, and one of them is a dry cough, and I've not got a dry cough yet. I had a dry cough earlier this week, and I was just like, oh, this, that's it, I'm Have done. you experienced shortness of breath? Uh, always. I get just walking day, to work. Just walking <laughs> to work. <laughs> and I'm joined by Ross on Rassen. Oh, you're doing, pal. I'm not bad, I'm pal. I'm <laughs> on the lovely... Adam Pacitti, how are you doing, pal? Away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Matthew. Right. Um, so there's a lot of wrestling to talk about this week, um, from shows that will happen this week to last week as well with AEW Revolution, which we'll come on to in just a few minutes. But first of all, let's talk about the news. Um, new matches have been added to Elimination Chamber, which, believe it or not, is this Sunday already. It's awful, isn't it? It's it's the worst. I don't know why I'm complaining. I'm away on a stag do this You're week. You're on a stag do. Yeah, I can't wait. Where are you going? Budapest. Budapest. I always mm. mix up Budapest and Bucharest. No, Budapest. Which one's. Which, where, which country's Budapest in and which country's Budapest? Good. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah. Holland. Holland. Oh, I don't know. Actually. No, it's not. No, it's not. Where, where, where one, am I going? One of them's oh, in Romania. that's embarrassing. I think, I think Bucharest's in Romania. Hungary. And, it's the other one. It's Budapest yeah, in yeah, Hungary. Yeah, that's the one. That fella sang about it, didn't he? George. Like George. Looks a bit like you, Ezra. Oh. Oh, right. I'm not familiar. <laughs> he did. He did, yeah. Did he? Yeah. Is it Budapest? I no. always thought it was Jerusalem for We're a long time. We're off to a strong start on this podcast. This what what we do. You ramble on tangents about British pop culture. Um, new matches have been added to Elimination Chamber. First and foremost, the Tag Team Elimination Chamber match. Hopefully it'll be better than the previous Tag Team Elimination Chamber match in the men's division, which myself and Ross did not have complimentary things to talk about on our tier list. Check that out. Um, the competitors in this match are the champions, Miz and Morrison. The New Day... The Usos, Heavy Machinery, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, and of course, the Lucha House Party out of nowhere. Which is apparently because the Revival haven't re-signed, so they just toss those Is that why? Yeah, apparently that's it. Well, that's fair enough, that. Yeah. I hope it, it's like when Zack Ryder got added to that WrestleMania match at the last minute, and I hope the Lucha House Party 
bring they're it not, home. They're just there no. for the pod, aren't they? No, they might win. do some fun, flippy stuff. They might do a memorable spot. They might. I'm win. trying to think of anything memorable that either have ever done. Grand Metalik's the, the the president of the ropes. What's his nickname? The 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 something of the ropes. He could transfer that to the cage. Uh-huh. What's he called? I don't know. He must know. I don't know. He's, he's, he's the something of the ropes. Sounds the two or five live man. I, I don't know. know. Um, Hipster. Lindsay Dorado does that thing sometimes where instead of splashing someone, he just planks. And- Falls forward, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Could do that off the top of a pod. Hey. Oh, dear. Right, um, the Young Bucks are... But there's here. a gauntlet match tonight to determine who will be last in. Oh, I don't like that. On SmackDown. I don't like that. Well, the heel's going to win, aren't they? Yeah, that makes Joe sense. Joe Mo and Miz yeah. will win, yeah, last in. Lose their titles to the Usos. Come on, the predictions. Um, gone for? I've gone for the Usos, Ooh. me. Because they dingled, they dingled a little uh, New Day versus Uso final amount, as Tom Campbell would say. Right. Yeah, the last ever match between them. I think that'll happen at WrestleMania. That's yeah. what I'm going for. Um, the Young Bucks and other news have appeared on free, hashtag free the delete Matt Hardy's video series. It just seems to confirm it, doesn't it? There wasn't anything actually said in the video. They just got out of a car. Um, but it, oh, No, he had to get rid of the Zenith. The Zenith was yeah. dying, whatever the Zenith is. I'm not yeah. too sure what the Zenith is. And then the, young, the Bucks have used, turned up to help them crucify himself or something. He, he, was, built, he had a big he cross. Built a cross, yeah. Am he, I right in saying this is the final episode in the season as well? So it's episode 10. It's episode 10. I've got no idea. I think it, it might be, one. which means he may be popping up next week. Maybe. On NXT. No. <laughs> That's what no. <laughs> the Young Bucks with him as well. Yeah. They've crossed the line, hashtag. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Matt Hardy's a really creative guy. Um, hopefully they stop him from getting... Too weird, but that's just my opinion. No, I hope they weird it up. I hope they, as weird as TNA was, get the kangaroos. Rest in peace to the giraffe, of course, who died recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Stretch his name. His shoot, his shoot name was yeah. Stretch. And um, just before we talk about uh, Revolution, which happened last weekend, we're going to say we're going to talk about one new story uh, from the Wrestling Observer, which is Brian Alvarez saying that apparently Vince changed a lot of Raw again, ripped up the script. Right, and Monday night. I thought he was stepping back. I thought that was the thing For that the he was he, XFL. Yeah, mm. he was hardly there anymore. Um, but apparently he's super involved, whether he's there or not. He was there this week, though. Well, Alvarez said, "I don't know everything that happened on Monday, but I do know that this guy <laughs> <laughs> showed up and he changed everything again." Uh, Alvarez then went on to say that you could tell that Raw was noticeably worse because of it. But I think the bits of Raw were better than usual, and bits of Raw were worse. So it was a bit of a I called it an average sandwich. Okay. You had a delightful slice of bread at the start, a delightful slice of bread at the end, and the middle was just yeah. Mm. So I reckon Vince did the bleh and left the, the top and tail as it was. Left the bread. Uh, maybe. Um, so we have to talk about AEW Revolution. Um, should we run through match by match or just linger on a few? Linger things? on a few. I'm, I'm not going to lie here. I haven't had any time to really watch much wrestling okay. uh, this week, I, which isn't me saying don't talk about it. I'm not going to be much good here. All I've seen is the tag match and a bit of MJF Cody. The tag so, match was talk brilliant. Me through it. You've seen the best match on the show. Yeah, tag I'll match go. was wonderful. Storytelling and everything. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll run through it very quickly and we'll focus on important bits. So Jake Hager beat Dustin Rhodes after Dustin Rhodes forcibly kissed his wife and he's the good guy. Uh, Toffee Allen. But it's funny though because we hate Hager so seeing his wife get assaulted it's, just... <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's just banter. We're all lads. Thigh slapping um, <laughs> Darby Allin and Sammy Guevara had a great match and pre-match. Yes. Sammy Guevara with a casual 6.30 off the top rope. Threw a, a table, table on the floor, yeah. Absolutely nailed it as well. Uh, but Darby Allin picked up the victory and secured my victory in the predictions contest. Oh, oh. It's a can, not a light. I've got a can oh. for later on, don't worry. Um, Darby Allin secured the victory there. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega retained the tag belts over the Young Bucks in what many are calling the best tag match of all time. Aye. It's up there. It's the best tag match I've ever seen. I'm trying to figure out which was better because I love Cody Dustin. Um, Obviously not a tag match. I'm talking in AEW history. Yeah, Uh, It's right up there. I think they're sort of 
level. I love the storytelling in in Dustin and Cody, but there was storytelling in the tag match yeah. as well. I thought it was terrific. Hangman Page busted out some of Marty Skrull's moves in the he match did, as well. He did the old chicken wing jazz hands. He did the you're dead, the fake super kick, and then the, oh, sorry, I didn't want to slap in my leg for it. Like, <laughs> He's a wrestler. <laughs> um, Nyla Rose retained the title over Chris Statlander. Now, I was a little bit harsh on this match. I said it was the, I, think, I still think it was the worst match on the main card, but apparently Chris Statlander was... Uh, suffering from a fever or flu or something before. so okay. Difficult mm. placement as well. Yeah, very. That. The crowd were pretty burnt out for this one. Uh, they still sort of pulled it together by the end and Nyla Rose picked up the big victory. MJF defeated Cody in disgusting fashion, in William Regal fashion with the diamond ring. Lovely. Yeah, great. Cody was devastated, apologizing to individual people as he walked up the ramp. Sorry. Well, just people Sorry, in the crowd? Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pac defeated Orange Cassidy. and we just, just missed the tattoo. What your thoughts as a, as a tattoo expert yourself? What's your thoughts on the tattoo? I, I, you know what? It's 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 awful. <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice about it. It's it's not very nice. Uh, and I've seen like a high res version, a zoomed in version, and it doesn't look nice close up either. It looks like a it looks like a walk in, which is where you you just go in and say this is what I want, and it's got a low resolution printout off Google Images right. of the logo, and it, yeah, slap that on me. It, it wasn't it wasn't great. The placement is weird. The, the neck is weird enough, but he wore a suit on Dynamite this week and you couldn't see half of it. Oh, right. The entire point was to show off his brand. He's covered it up with a suit, which he knew he wore or knows he wears. Well, I hope he sold lots of T-shirts. So do I. With the logo on. It's his neck. It's Somebody else. I can't wait to see a tweet of a fan getting that tattoo. <laughs> no, don't do it. Get Punishment. the Cultaholic Punishment. logo. Don't yeah, do that. Somebody do that. watch and do it. Not, we'll not, like the tweet. Not there. That's not. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Come on. I can't advocate that. Um, Pat, free t-shirt if you do that. Don't do it. Oh, don't do it. Yeah, of course. Ten don't. new range. No, Twenty no, free no, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. No, someone will. And then you're going to be like, someone actually did. I'd have a conscience. Pack defeated, speaking of people without a conscience, Pack defeated Orange Cassidy uh, in a great match. Love this. I haven't smiled as much during a professional wrestling match as that one. Really I was good. smiling all the way through. Can I mean, you talk me through it? Because I've not seen this one. Right. Orange Cassidy goes to do his thing. Pack stops him, catches the hands. Orange Cassidy whips him onto the canvas. Wrist lock takedown. He knows how to wrestle. Starts just running wild. It's amazing. In the words of Chuck Taylor... He's going to try. <laughs> I moved back from the microphone just in case. And he did. He did try. And then Pac like, had spells of dominance as well because he's Pac. He's better. But um, he went up for the Black Arrow. Orange Cassidy rolled to the other side of the ring slowly. So he went to the other corner. He rolled back the other way. Back and forth for a bit. And then the next flurry of offense that Orange Cassidy hit, Pac had to roll out the ring to get a breather. And it was right. really good. Really good. I hope they don't overuse him. Like I, I think it's something that could maybe get tiresome if they do it too often. Right. But as a sort of showcase thing, Orange Cassidy, I think, is, is money. Well, we'll see on Dynamite. There may be some kind of rematch or a type of rematch in, in the near future. But we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, and in the main event, of course, the right sort of decision, I think. John Moxley beating Jericho. He's the new AEW World Champion. It's really good stuff. Yeah, they had their mind made up for them, I, I presume, after Super Showdown. You know, Jericho being the older man and Moxley being the younger man. So yeah, it was the right choice. It, uh, to be fair, I wouldn't have mind whoever won that match. Really? Jericho's been that good, hasn't he? He has been really good. It was a little he's, bit he's, sad to see him lose, lose the title. He's different to Goldberg because he turns up every week. And like he might not wrestle every week, but he's heavily involved in the program. That's mm. the, the bigger concern. It's not the 53-year-old thing to me um, because it's just like him actually being there. Yeah. He's got a presence about him. Yeah. He's still one of the best promos in wrestling. And he can still wrestle a good match as well. Yeah. This it, was a, this it was wasn't a good fair match. anyway. 
Wasn't fair. Yeah. Oh, he had two eyes, didn't he? Jericho trained for a man with one eye, but <laughs> we'll get onto that later on as well. Yeah, I thought that was, a, in general, a really, really strong show from AEW, not just because of the wrestling, but it shows that if you put time and effort into storylines, it can all pay off in the end. Who would have thought that in wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> months of months of build for a payoff. Any Revolutionary, th- sorry. Any other news anyone wants to talk about? No. Oh. What does Matthew do now? Does he say go on once and does that joke? Go on he once, does a thing that once. doesn't work for audio listeners where he'll do some little hand gesture and then he comes back he's like and it just doesn't work. <laughs> do that's, that. That's the news. <laughs> Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? We've been on a journey. Um, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, the Hall of Fame. Last week's results in condescending order. <laughs> I've really got all of his catchphrases He does that because he doesn't know the difference between <laughs> still does it, does he? <laughs> Hope you have a great time in Germany, Matthew. We do, we do miss you. It seems like we hate him. Um, in last place, sadly, because I've rated it as a pick as well, it's Biscoff spread. I think that's a travesty. That's delicious, by <laughs> the way. Absolute. I thought that was going to win when that's... I saw that go up. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't realise it was so good. Lots of American viewers as well tweet me going, oh, Ross, I, ver- I fully get behind your pick. I didn't realise it was a thing in America. I thought I was nailed on for a win. But no. 16%, yeah, unfortunately. <sighs> uh, the BLT, an unimaginative but classic choice from Matthew, BLT sandwich. He specified not a meal deal BLT, one where you've fried the bacon yourself, you've put a bit of lettuce in, tomatoes obviously, but no 30%. I don't think this is deserved, but my story actually... Can you give me Tell a... Tell us a game, yeah. come on, <laughs> all right from the start. My story's won with 54%, so that's going in the Hall of Fame just to give it a chance to flash the graphic up. You're going to rip into this. Oh, I can no, tell you. Yeah, I've probably told you an abridged version already. Oh, okay, go on then. Mo, tell me. The, woman, the full fat version. I'm ready. I helped this woman get to a fitness <laughs> class. Carry on. <laughs> so, obviously, I was popping into now this office, the new space, heading back into the other office. There was a woman outside number five. Yep. She was like, is this is this number five? I was like, yep. She was like, the big number five on the wall. So she was like, oh, um, so I'm here for the fitness class. And I thought going to be unless you were doing a secret one on the side no no um she did not get an agenda um i then saw her daughter i presume a younger woman drive off in the car she was like right see you later off i go can i get out this way bye she just left her with me could have been anyone and and she done at dustin Rhodes and kissed her <laughs> exactly um but i made her a day in a different way instead i helped show it to oh, God. Helped what did you do to her jack helped uh, helped Finger. her find the Carry on. <laughs> How to find the correct number five, which was a bit further down. Uh, it's called the same name as our street, but it's a different street, isn't it? Let's be honest. Oh, I hate delivery it. Deliver- oh. delivery drivers get the post gets confused all the time. That's my head in that. So I helped her find the actual fitness class, um, and that was the story. <laughs> that is good, isn't it? That that should win the Hall of Fame. Well, Although it's a Biscoff nice thing, spread is delicious. Yeah, Biscoff yeah. spread is. You ever had Biscoff on a pancake though? No. Oh, Good. put it in the pancake, then fold it, and it melts. And butter, it's... right? Oh, a bit of butter oh, as well. Oh, no, no. I don't want a heart attack. I'm on the brink already. <laughs> um, I suppose, as tradition dictates, because I won last week, I'll start things off. I suppose. And to catch us, I'll go <laughs> ahead. Um, I'm going to go for a song that I'd never heard before, but I, I, I apparently it was a bit of a hit in the late '80s uh, by Vanessa Paradine. I think she's called Johnny Depp's first wife. But this is when she was a kid. This is when she was like 14. This is losing, by the way. Yeah. That's what Matthew said last week. <laughs> and, I, and I screenshotted the results and sent them to him. And he went, yeah. oh, yeah. No. Um, but this one won't win. But it's called Joe Le Taxi mm-hmm. in French, um, which is Joe the Taxi Driver. Um, oh, yeah. You were telling me about this as well. Sing it for us. Joe Le Taxi. C'est suave. It's a... 
And this is something that you learned in GCSE French? Uh, no, no, no. I never did French at school. Uh, right. No, my girlfriend showed me this song to annoy me this week, <laughs> but I liked it, so it's backfired on her spectacularly. <laughs> you know what? You were listening to this, because you know there's Spotify upstairs is linked to my right. thing, so I can see, like, if I'm at home or anything, I can see what people are listening to, like, Aiden listens to Corn in the Morning to get himself hyped up for <laughs> news writing. Does he actually? Is he? Yeah, he does. That's yeah, amazing. Does, yeah. um, and I saw that pop up. <laughs> Just waiting for Tom to come in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Something takes a part of me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, and... I saw that you'd been listening to that in the office, and I didn't know if you were showing it off or you were just enjoying it on your both, lonesome. Both. Okay, yeah. Well, people were there, but I was. It was for me. Gotcha. Um, but then Tom Campbell has been doing a bit of BBC Radio Newcastle this week, um, and he played Jola Taxi. Oh, yeah. bless. I didn't think they were allowed to choose what they played anymore. It, he's doing a throwback thing where it's songs from a certain year or a certain two years. Okay. Uh, and it just so happens that Joe the Taxi was released in one of the years that he was Ooh, allowed to go for. 50,000 Geordies went, what the f- <laughs> is this? <laughs> um, he'd heard of it before. Um, I, I need to ask my parents if they had heard of it before. Uh, apparently it was a bit of a hit. It got to like number six in the UK back in the day. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Maybe we can get him in sometime. Vanessa. Yeah. Yeah, get her in. Um, she's a massive star now, but yeah, apparently. Really? She grew- she? I've never heard of her. She married Johnny Depp. I think she's... She was like a model slash actress or something. I'd argue she's the third main, third most famous Vanessa behind Carlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feltz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We um almost did it. Well, we when I uh, my previous job uh, when I was working for a production company, we were doing a documentary and it was going to all be filmed in France. And you'll never guess who we were going to get to present the thing. Dave Benson Phillips. No French man. Thierry Henry. No. Zinedine Zidane. No. Not Eric Cantona. No. <laughs> Antoine off Eurotrash, who is now a respected uh, journalist. Oh. Apparently so. Magunu. Yeah, it fell through. Oh. What's a bit of trivia I know about Eurotrash? It was her. Will McKenzie's, you know, the one he fancies on the in-betweeners. His man. Yeah. No, no, his man. He's oh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Hinchcliffe. Charlotte Hinchcliffe. Uh, Her mom did the voiceover, I think, for Eurotrash. Emily, Emily, Emily Attack. Attack. Yeah, Attack, yeah. Attack, yeah. Attack. She seems like yeah. a nice woman. Aye. Yeah, she's always seemed very down to earth. I've never seen interviews. Nice woman. Well, because she was kind of the unobtainable, like, fit girl in the in between us, wasn't she? Was, she? Uh, so you think, oh, but she's oh, no, she really lovely. And then Will gave her some sweet, sweet loving. <laughs> um, Ross, what's your Hall of Fame pick? I hope it's linked. It's, <laughs> it definitely is to Sweet Sweet Love, and it's uh, Jay the Snake Roberts. Yeah. After this week's Dynamite, what more do you need to say? Go and watch the promo if you haven't already. Unbelievable scenes. The raspy voice made it <laughs> better than it already was, and it was already fantastic. Just the way he kept the way he was saying Caesar with his hands. Mm. It was like watching some sort of cracked man in a film. It was. It's <laughs> one of those gimmicks where, like, the older he gets and the more husky. The better the gimmick is. That's the, it feeds into that thing like the old time. I used to be a star, but now I'm old and grizzled and I'm coming to take your pie, Cody, et cetera, et cetera. It's just them using legends the way they should be used. Like we want to see, we like nostalgia. We want to see the people we watched growing up. Don't want to see them beating the, the people who are around today. I guess that's a universal thing to say. Um, so yeah, I just thought the promo was fantastic and it's hinting towards something. Yeah. Yes, like Roman versus Goldberg, Spear versus Spear, Moxley versus Jake, DDT versus no, DDT. What could you imagine that? No. They didn't let him do a DDT. Remember when he came back, uh, and I can't remember how the shield got laid out, but Ambrose is there, and he, he whacks the snake on him. Snake. And Ambrose is there, and he's grinning because he's marking out, bro. Uh, but they wouldn't let him do a DDT there, so I want to see a DDT in AEW. <sighs> he could do one because he hopped down off the apron like he was a spring chicken. The DDP-wise been working. He's looking mm. great, isn't he? Yeah. It's, it's just lovely to see. That was the God one, bless DDP. Yeah, and especially when he was like, oh, I've been fighting for 20 years to get here, and here I am. It was just, ooh, goosebumps. Enduring. So, 
Jay the Snake Roberts. Yeah, Jay the Snake Roberts. Joe Latacci. Well, I was gonna when you started talking about that French song, I was gonna try and beat it with a different French song that I learned at GCSE. What did you learn? I learned. Remember, bonjour, monsieur, bonjour, madame, bonjour, mademoiselle. Je me présente, je m'appelle. Mine was uh, Ellen Dupuis. Je suis Ellen Dupuis. Who's she? Like she? Ellen Dupuis. I have no idea. Mine was, was uh, on Eurotrash. Lundi, mardi, mercredi, <laughs> jeudi, vendredi, <laughs> samedi et dimanche. France, France, France. There you go. Is that your days of the week? Oh. Uh, I'm not, not going to go with that. Instead, I'm going to I'm going to go for windmills. Because I've been thinking a lot about windmills over the last week. And I just realised that I I bloody love them. And obviously I'm going to Holland slash Hungary this (laughs) this week. And I imagine I'll be seeing a lot of windmills. I think they're majestic. And, uh, you know, we we need them because I think they produce electricity or something. I don't know what they do. That's not true. (laughs) Can we have a bit bit of context to this? Uh, No, no. The real background story of this pig. I don't know what you're talking about. What's your favourite windmill? Favorite windmill? Steady now. Oh, uh, the the windmill of uh, Holland. Windmills of your mind. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, no, I saw a, I saw Matthew saying at the beginning was it last week's Hall of Fame thing or or something, and he was talking about how apparently I can just tweet anything uh, and get billions of likes, and he said, oh, he just talked windmills like that. <laughs> so I tweeted windmills. I didn't get anywhere near a billion likes. No, but you got a lot of likes. You got over a thousand, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, thank you guys. Cheers. What percentage of those do you think were people who got the joke and just what percentage do you think just were like, oh, that's that's nice? I imagine uh, people saw it and just thought that's a nice picture that Adam's taken. (laughs) So we'll get behind it. But no, it was Google Images. I didn't have the copyright. Uh, I didn't have permission to use it. So hopefully nobody dobs me in. But windmills are beautiful. Yep. Thanks for that. You're welcome. So in summary, the Hall of Fame picks this week are... Show the taxi, hit of the mid to late 80s. Uh, Ross's is... Jack the Snack Roberts. And Adam... Windmills. Windmills. That says, this week in the wrestling, it's this bloody week in the wrestling. Ha! Yes, that was the theme tune of This Week in Wrestling by Jennifer Louise and... 40th birthday this week. Oh, that's horrible. You horrible man. What? She's not 40 years old. She's, she's 40. Not 40. Oh, she is. 40 years old. Can't she get She posted it. on Facebook, you're not... Can't get on board with this joke. She was born 40 years ago this week. Whatever year that was. I can't do maths. Happy birthday, Jen, at the time of recording. Um, She'll see that as well, won't she? She's going to hate that. I didn't. I'm, I'm in the clear. <laughs> okay. I didn't play along with I did a, games. I did a tweet where I said that, and people believed me, and I felt a bit bad. Oh, no. People believe people you. People believe anything, don't they? She looks younger than us. I know. She looks about 22. Well, not all of us. I'd say. Yeah. Um... <laughs> SmackDown, which always feels weird to go back to, especially when there's been a pay-per-view over the weekend, but this one wasn't a WWE pay-per-view, it was an AEW one, so SmackDown still makes chronological sense. Were you about to... It's just pointless, isn't it, SmackDown? It's not the most captivating wrestling. It just exists, doesn't it? just exists. Um, So first of all, Goldberg opened the show. Not everyone was really thrilled to see him there after humiliating the fiend at Super Super Showdown. Um, He said it's not about who was last. Great. Cheers. Cheers, Bill. The Fiend's just... It's not about who was last. Forget him. Yeah. But who's next? Roman Reigns arrives, as everyone theorized, and they have a stare down, and Roman says that he's next. He doesn't earn it. Well, he put the time in against Corbin, obviously, for several years to get here, but he didn't earn this particular title shot. He walked up to Bill and said... I'm your first bill. I'll take you on. <laughs> and that's all yeah. you need to do. Such an easy fix. That's sort of what Elimination Chamber's there for. Why yeah. couldn't they just have... I mean, it's predictable and a bit crap still, but at least have him earn the match. It's a title match. It feels like they were about to um, 
about to have a men's singles chamber because Seamus, I think, was talking about how he was going to batter people in the chamber mm-hmm. or whatever. And it, and there was rumours that, of course, there would be a match and Roman would win. But it doesn't... Nothing's been announced so far and we're only a couple of days away from the pay-per-view. No, they, there's two chamber matches. They're not going to do right. another one yeah. now, are they? Three's quite a bit, yeah. And the match is made. What's the point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, you're right, yeah. they missed out on such an easy storytelling thing here when Goldberg was getting booed. Why not feed into that more? I yeah, was like, why is, why is he not saying, oh, the Fiend's crap, I'm 53 years old, your stars are today are rubbish, and then boo him some more, and then Roman, who is, you know, the way he got, I guess, you know, he has put the time in against Corbin, he, he hasn't had a shot to get the belt back he lost when he had to go away for a bit, has he? He hasn't had a, a rematch for it. So I guess in terms of that, but it's a bit of an underwhelming thing when you realise it's all been about him still. If yeah. that makes any sense. And, but they could they could have fixed that, as you say, if they'd gone in and had Goldberg as a heel and then Roman representing the new Today. generation of today's yeah. wrestlers, to the WWE superstars, whatever, then people would have actually probably cheered. They've done it before. They did it with Batista when he won the Rumble and then he turned heel for mm. Brian to come in. Um, but I think I remember hearing one of the hosts of The Observer, whether it was like Alvarez or Meltzer or Sembavivi or someone, but someone was talking about how um, Goldberg doesn't want that and he might have just refused because he wants to be a hero to the kids and stuff, doesn't he? He oh, wants screw to be... it. It's a bad story. <laughs> it's not about him, is it? It's about the company. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say no to Goldberg's face, though. He He's a nice man when you meet him. Oh, yeah, you did meet I him, met yeah. him. I, I was scared, but I wasn't <clears throat> that intimidated. Did he call you brother? No, he called me pal. Pal. Hello, pal. Coming here for a photograph, pal. <laughs> Did that as well. What? Ruffled your hair? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get in. <laughs> what? Is that Carry on. Um, later on, Naomi and Lacey Evans. Well, it was one of those impromptu matches that starts off as a singles match. Two people get involved and it becomes... A, it was a Teddy Long special. Uh, Naomi and Lacey Evans, who are... Well, Lacey Evans is still a babyface. She's American. Uh, Naomi and Lacey Evans teamed up to beat Sasha and Bailey with Naomi pinning the champion. And I've included these in the same point because it was an instance of the champions taking the pinfall in the same show. The Uso beat Miz and Morrison with a pretty hellacious finish to the match. That, that was a second rope Canadian destroyer, wasn't it? And it was splash. Yeah. Oh. If, if you're going to beat the champions in a non-title match, that's probably the way to do it. Mm. But so soon after they won the belt. That's why I think they're losing. In the chamber? Yeah. Mm. So Straight away, they've just t- t- swept the carpet from under their feet. There's just no point, is there? Why bother? Yeah. Why bother? To build up the Usos as viable contenders. Oh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Those newcomers to the scene, the Usos. Um, I'm assuming that Naomi... Won't beat Bailey at Elimination Chamber, and then Lacey will be the one. Oh, right, we're getting a big Luke, Lex Luger esque win for Lacey Evans at WrestleMania. That's I a can't great wait. Comparison. That's God, exactly the pride I'm going to feel as a proud American. You don't think there's any <laughs> chance they're going to rush a Sasha Bailey? I'd like that, but I'd hope not. Me, I want I want a, a, a Sasha Bailey singles program to go six months. Yeah, That's what it should do. So you think Bailey will win at WrestleMania? Because I think Lacey I would like Bailey. I, I, I'm personally I, Lacey's promo a few weeks ago where she was talking about her dad's addiction and stuff. That was amazing stuff. But just her going, "Oh, I'm American, the troops, etc." It's a bit lost on us Britons, British people. It is. Isn't it? I can't wait for her entrance. So the wheel. How are we going to react? Like, yeah, it's good. I'll have to stand up. You and say that Hacksaw Jim Duggan when I was a kid. I, I had the phone two by four. See, oh, the fi- USA, USA. The fix for Lacey Evans is to go around going, oh! <laughs> We've been lucky enough to go to a few wrestling conventions in our time on the internet. And I hate Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Why? <laughs> because whenever we're at one that he's at, all you can hear from miles around is whenever someone sees him, just, oh, in the distance. <laughs> Try to do interviews with people and that. You know, trying to interview Al Snow or someone. All you can hear in the background is just, oh, you're just like, 
He's a tough guy. He's great. I think he's funny. It's not his fault, is it? It's his fault that he's still popular. What was his gimmick? Was he just a bit thick? Stupid. (laughs) That That was the two by... He was the two by four, wasn't he? Uh. A, A plank. I don't know if he was. He was a I work- love Jim His gimmick was that he was a working well class saved. hero. <laughs> he was a working class hero, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I guess so, yeah. Oh, well. Um, Do you remember when he shaved his beard off in WCW? Looks so look weird. Yeah, like look Hogan like... without the moustache. Oh, that's weird as well, yeah. yeah. I don't like that. Um, later on, we had a contract signing between Braun Strowman, the IC champion, and the man he took it from, Shinsuke Nakamura. <sighs> but then Sammy, right. I didn't quite know what to make of this. Sammy, because Sammy and Cesaro were there with Nakamura, of course, changed the contract so that it was a three-on-one handicap match now, and that's just fine. So, Adam, that's, that's the way contracts As the guy who signs the contracts in the office, if you signed the lease for this office, mm-hmm. you've agreed the contract, they bring it in for you to sign, you could go... Yeah, no, I, I and change the, everything. I changed the rent to 20 quid a month, Yeah, and I've just been paying 20 quid a month. Yeah. It's, it's all fine. That's, that is how contracts work. Mm-hmm. That I is. love wrestling, me. Um, <laughs> Strowman was annoyed, but said that he can deal with all three of them anyway, which I'm 99% sure that he can. Well, that was how it became legally binding, because he said, I can take you three, and then he signed. And then because he said it just before he signed, <laughs> that, that was the actual reason for Sammy doing that. Well, then Strowman, you know, did the cl- he kicked off, as wrestlers often do in a contract signing, but it didn't go well for him. The heels beat him down, and they put him through the table. I can't understand who wins. Like, who can come out with this? Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman wins, yeah. Well, yeah, I've gone for that in the predictions. But, it, like, even if... Oh, I don't know. It's, it's annoying that who it's cares? the three <laughs> most uh, wrongly utilised guys. Uh, like, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, all guys who should be in the main event picture at various points throughout their career. Obviously, Nakamura's been there with AJ and all that sort of stuff. But why those three? It's so annoying. It's really weird because their gimmick seems to be stable of three of the best wrestlers in the world who aren't and one who trade in that one. Lose. <laughs> one who isn't allowed to wrestle. Yeah. Te- technically, he's a manager. Um, and then who else would close the show? But Big John, John Cena, uh, he cut a promo about how he'll continue to be a WWE... <laughs> right, this was a very hypocritical promo. Oh, it was fantastic. It was immediately hypocritical as well. Uh, he'll continue to be a WWE superstar, but wants to step back from WrestleMania if he's not needed because matches there are earned and not given. Remember that? <laughs> matches there are earned and not given. Uh, then the lights went down and the fiend appeared behind him on the stage and pointed at the sign, totally contradicting everything that was previously said. Yep. All right. John earned that finger point. Well, over the years of his career. He earned that finger point. Do you think it's fine because it's a... He shouldn't have said all this if they were going to do that. But do you think it's fine because it's not a title match? It's less offensive than Roman and Goldberg's build? I'm excited to see it, so I'm going to be a bit forgiving on it because I actually think, like, if if Fiend goes over, that's a big thing and that'll... If it's WrestleMania, (laughs) maybe. Uh, But I think that's probably what will happen and then it'll maybe have all been just about worth it, even the Goldberg stuff. Maybe. I'm not arguing that Cena doesn't deserve to be on the WrestleMania card because he's John Cena. He probably should be on the WrestleMania card. It was just <laughs> the, the way they did it with that promo. Is he the heel? <laughs> no. <laughs> he is, No, though. it's John Cena. <laughs> it felt weird, the pointing, didn't it? Didn't feel yeah, the Fiend shouldn't be doing that, no. no. If he was going to point, he should do a cool, spooky point. He should have appeared on the sign or something. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, on Swiftly on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> a little crap. Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman opened Monday Night Raw. Heyman insulted Drew. He called him a big, stupid bitch or a stupid big bitch, something like that. Love that. The go-to word. The, the, the one word that they can say. I know, bitch. actually, they've said the S word as well quite recently. Shayna said it, yeah. Bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, You yeah. can't say PG that to someone. year is over, baby. Um, so Drew came out, and uh, and Heyman immediately bailed because he can't fight Drew. Lesnar tried to sneak attack Drew, but Drew was ready. 
uh, and he blasted him with a claymore. Then we had a long, lingering shot of Brock recovering for ages and ages. Heyman helping him up. Brock going, I'm all right. Putting the belt on, getting to the top of the ramp. And then Drew just came out and hit him again, which is brilliant. Pick um, up the belt! Uh, pick uh, up the belt! And then a third know. time. And then he was instructed loudly, yeah, by Brock to pick up the belt. I like that from Brock. Obviously, it's, it's, it's a bit weird and everything. But it's nice to see that Brock cares about the visuals. He's a guy who we all think he just turns up and he gets paid and whatever. But he actually cared about how this story's playing out. And that's kind of nice. Yeah, because he's winning at the end. No, I don't no. think. No, Kai can't be. This is not the main event match, surely. But then 34 happened, didn't it, with Roman? He won that mm -hmm. one. This has made me a bit worried because it seems like it's a good build. Like, I like this segment. Drew's got Brock's number and all that, and he's not gonna he's not gonna be a ricochet. More on that later. But um I'm worried that that means that the start of that match at Mania is gonna be Claymore, 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 one, bang, he's up, and then it all goes from there. Yeah, Quite maybe. scared. Um Next up, tag team title action. The, the start of this week's Raw was really good, actually. Um, Rollins and Murphy defending the belts against the Street Profits, and of course, if the challengers lost, they could never challenge for the Raw belts again. Uh, the AOP tried to get involved, but the referee argued with them. He was about to eject them, and with the referee distracted, Kevin Owens ran in, stunned Rollins, and that led to the title change. New champions on Raw. Nice. A bit of a harsh, harsh stipulation on them, wasn't it? They've had three shots in four months or something, or four and three, something mm -hmm. like that, and that, that's the last one ever if they lose. It was a weird one. Oh. Part of me thinks that they saw the Cody Jericho stipulation and thought, oh, we'll have a bit of yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. Um, I liked the match, though. Yeah. It was good. Uh, it really swerved me. I thought with the AOP there at the top of the ramp waiting, I was like, they're going to win, but by DQ. So the belts won't change hands, but they can still have a future title shot. But no, they did it. They did the switch. I, th I don't mind it. Angelo Dawkins, tag team champion. <laughs> what I'm here for. He what? deserves <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah good. He's, he's brilliant, isn't he? Well, I hope they enjoy the pre-show at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to be like, oh, no, but yeah. yeah. Do you think, I'll ask you this, Ross, because you're quite emotionally invested. Um, do you think Colin is coming back for WrestleMania for the battle? Oh, Colin and Michael. That'll be the Raw Tag Team title match, surely. <laughs> That's what they've been building towards. Street Profits have been doing the backstage segments. Oh, take, they have. Taking the piss out of Saturday Night Live and whatever news bit they do. Colin and Michael be like, how dare you do that to us? We'll take your championships, buddies. I thought Colin, I really <laughs> thought Colin had something in that battle royal. Piss off. <laughs> what? I mean, he is he is like a, he is like an actor. He's got the charisma. He's got <laughs> the look. He's a handsome man. He's tall. He was tall. Remember in the ring, he didn't look small compared to the other wrestlers. He looked less muscular, but he's yeah, but tall. But you cannot have them two beaten Street Profits. He had a similar voice to Cody Rhodes, remember? He sounded like Cody. Who would you be rooting for in this match, Jack? Colin. Yeah, just Colin yeah, on Colin. his own. <laughs> get you, Michael. Colin. Oh, no, I th if he was in the Battle Royal, if the tag match, then Colin's got to get the pit. They're going to do it, aren't they? Win the titles? No, just have the match. Maybe. Street Profits versus SNL. For, they could have Street Profits and then SNL are there to cheer them on. That's How would more... they cheer them on when they've taken their shtick? Nah, they, they'll make up like the night, the week before <laughs> on Raw. They go, you know what? We'll be in your corner. Yeah. They could t Colin could try and turn on them. He is a heel. He is a heel. Yeah. And then Braun Strowman can flatten him. Yeah. We'll laugh. Well, Braun, <laughs> Braun will probably be on the pre-show as well. The IC belt hasn't it's been It's going to be a stacked pre-show. I can't wait for WrestleMania night, me. I think it depends if they can get Tyson Fury and chuck 20 million at him. Because they've got beef still. Uh, yeah. He's got his fight, only in June or July against right. Wilder again. Oh, is that soon? I think so. Bloody it's in God. Las Vegas. I know that much, I think. I don't know. Boxing. Um, next up, 24-7 title match. Riddick Moss beat Ricochet clean as a whistle in a few minutes. Just a few minutes. He looked good, though. Oh, he looked great. And I don't I don't mind Riddick Moss being elevated because he looks almost as promising as Colin. But if anyone 
can lose to Reddick. It's not. It's not Ricochet. No, it shouldn't have happened. No. But I've worked. I I I, I have written it down on my script for WTF moments, and I forgot to read it out, and I was devastated because it's groundbreaking stuff, Adam. He holds the belt up at the end, and there's a shot in Triple H's entrance video from 2001 where Triple H does that, and they look exactly the same. Oh. Riddick Moss is the modern day cerebral assassin. He is good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's just a bit boring. It just makes you wonder why he's been in NXT for about 25 years, and they never ever used him for a prolonged period on TV. Never gave him a big angle. He was part of that tag team with Tino Sabatelli. It'll just be because Vince has seen him. He's wow. got oh yeah, like, <laughs> ge- I genuinely think that might be why. Why? Do you know why Vince suddenly does not enjoy Ricochet at all? I can say why. Because he can't cut promo. Well, yeah. But I get bored during Ricochet's promos, and it's a real shame. But why elevate him so far and then just immediately... Or just do what uh, AEW are doing great, and that is highlights people's strength, right. and then with Jake Hager, you never have him speak because he can't. Right. He can't cut a promo. He can't speak. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Ricochet comes across as quite genuine and quite likable in those backstage performance center things when he's being a really supportive boyfriend to Casey Catanzaro or whatever. Oh, so Trevor. He, so yes, he can't run out and do a like a really raw bullet point scripted promo like a robot that'll come across really badly. But he can have genuine moments. I'd like to see him in a bit of a loose sit down interview sort of thing. That would be fine. But the stuff they give him is the basic wanky right. baby face. Oh, I'm here to fight. And it's even superheroes are real. Who's going to get behind that? No. <laughs> and it's it's hard for even like good mic workers to make that yeah. work. Yeah, not very good. But it was a weird defeat. I don't understand it at all. Um, also, just before we move on to the next point, I, I just shoved it in here. Luke Harper's, not Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, excuse me, his mystery pet was revealed. It's a big spider. Yep. He's gonna pretend it's real, and we're just gonna be sat there going, "You're a stupid man with a toy spider that you think's real." I sent Adam the other day. I feel like we might never see it again. I hope so. This is just their excuse to write. Maybe it it's off a now. decoy for Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle pops Hornswoggle. out the spider thing. It's not gonna be Hornswoggle. I'm sorry. I, I really. I don't want it to be Hornswoggle. Can he fit in that? Hor- no. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I no. just don't understand like what the thinking is because who's going to possibly not even get behind it but find any enjoyment in that absolute bollocks? Sam's so scared of spiders. He'd okay. he'd it'd be an effective heel move for him. He'd be like, oh, oh, I don't like that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I used to live with him. I was the designated spider destroyer. I love spiders. You love Do them. You? I've told this before. Oh. I, I I used to come home and my mum used to have to check my hair uh, because I felt sorry for spiders and let them live in my hair because uh, they don't have proper homes and people always like walk through spider webs and stuff. So I'd just put them in my hair and come home. How old were you? Uh, 16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, six or seven. Oh, Are you making this hard. punishment for Sunday? Am I making the punishment? Yeah, it's Eric Rowan's mystery box is one of the options. Oh, yeah. Who's uh, behind this? Uh, I don't know. Me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um... Next up, one of the announced matches, but it did have to be changed because Asuka, I think, sprained her wrist before the show. Was it real? I don't know. Because I think they've just gone, whoops, we shouldn't do this match on Raw. We should save it for a pay-per-view. Maybe. <laughs> um, but Kyrie Sane stepped in to replace her against Shayna Baszler. They've obviously had history and some big, long, epic matches against each other, but not this one because Shayna's being pushed and Kyrie isn't. Uh, Shayna won. And I think I misconstrued what was going on here. I think you understood it a bit better. Becky came out halfway through, 
And you think she was deliberately loud and obnoxious? This was Tom. Like, because I just thought, oh, this is just her being the man. But oh, this now, was Tom. Yeah, Tom's, Tom reckons it's deliberate. You're setting someone up before they fall, then they go away for a bit and come back and go, oh, I was too confident and it got knocked down. Here I am, back to being my normal self. But she, I was just watching her thinking, I just don't like you anymore. Like, I was I was fully behind the man's ascension towards whatever, well, SummerSlam two years ago, mm. that whole journey. And then she's coming out with bags of money now and breaking the law and... Well, that's a, that's just silly wrestling bollocks. But and then she's on this week's. Well, she's been saying for a few weeks now. Bear, Shayna, if I get my hands on you, blah 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 blah. And then she had the chance to, and she just sat there in a chair with her stupid coat on. She reminds me of Christian from like two thousand and one. Right. Dressed like a twat, yeah. sounding like a twat. <laughs> maybe maybe it is deliberate. Yeah. Maybe I mean, is. she was sat there with. I mean, there's that image that's perfect for a hype video with the crown with Jerry Lawler's crown on, yeah. thinking she's amazing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's it's an obvious play on Conor McGregor, and now it's getting to that stage. Yeah. But uh, mm. I don't know what. They're, I hope they're not because she's all. Got, well, I don't know. If she just go away for a few months and then come back and be the normal man, if you want, but setting. A, why would you turn her sort of heel when she's like the most popular? Even if it's for a short time, I don't know why you would do that. I don't know either, but I, if anyone's good, she can pull it off. Probably. Oh, she was good. Yeah. She was good in the role, but yeah. like how, not the role that we think she's playing at the minute. Or oh, I thought anyway. Well, I guess we'll see further down the line. That's storytelling. Would you like to see Becky Lynch as a heel? As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B two B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B two B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. No, I don't think she needs it. I, I think she's probably shifting quite a lot of merch still. And what's the point? If she's going to go away for a bit, why, why build her up as a heel for, what, four weeks so she can piss off for a bit? Yeah. And yeah, I, I do find her annoying. I don't personally think that's their intention. I think they're just like... 
It's like Vince has, has gone on Internet Archive, the Wayback Machine, and checked Twitter from three years ago uh. and seen what, what was popular there, like the crappy glasses and all that stuff. And I, I just, I, she's just annoying, isn't she? Wow. Yeah, it's a shame because, wow. I, I, you know, six months ago, I can't believe I'd have been saying that. It is only a recent thing. The pa- yeah, yeah. past few weeks, she's just become really heelish in her mannerisms and her, her look and everything. Yeah, fair That's enough. Weird. Um, so that was Raw. Um, oh, no, it wasn't. I've missed out a huge segment. Excuse me. Beth Phoenix comes out to give an update on the health of Edge. She's immediately cut off by Randy Orton, who cuts, in my mind, an, an amazing promo. Beth, Beth Phoenix slaps him. He gives her the RKO, and we end Raw on a big, on a big sad note, but an, a very effective one as well. It was just the perfect segment. It's great. Yeah, it Black it, yeah. Um, I like the kick that he no-sold completely. He gave it. He had a little shock. He went, "Oh!" <laughs> oh. I think people were saying he got. She got him in the bollocks. I, don't, I thought it was just straight in the abdomen. Because oh, under his breath, it was, <laughs> it was good. Like it was like under his breath, he goes, "You're a, you're a bitch," <laughs> and then she kicks him. It was fantastic. Um, I thought his promo had a lot of truth to it. It was really dark about injuries and wrestlers not being able to. We've seen it countless times, like wrestlers carrying on beyond when they physically should, and their bodies breaking down and stuff. It was really dark. But obviously, sometimes the best heels are the ones that have a point, but then take it to villainous extremes. And he did that by saying, you know, I've done this for your family. I love your husband and your daughters more than you ever could and all this. Oh, so good. Mm. I mean, it's got, it's it's leading to Edge, right, versus Orton? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Beth. Beth versus Orton. She's got to get a revenge, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she does. Um, <laughs> Apparently they do an attack match. Oh. Divas of Doom. No, uh, yeah, Beth and Beth and Natalia. Oh, for Kyrie God's sake. That's, that's what I read the other oh. day. Oh. It doesn't make sense now. Beth and Natalia versus who? Wait, so, uh, the Boogie Warriors. Boogie Warriors, yeah. Asker and oh, Kyrie. I thought you meant Beth and Edge against Orton and Natalia. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Orton's wife. Orton's <laughs> wife. is Natalia. Sorry, remember TJ. When she, remember when she answered the door when she shouldn't have answered the door? <laughs> that was a different wife. That was an actress, wasn't it? Anyway. He's had three different wives in WWE, Orton. Three different actresses playing yeah, as well. Yeah. There's one on the bus that time, backstage. Right. All the fun of the fair. Um, that was raw. Better than SmackDown, certainly, but... A show of extremes, wasn't it? Mm. Good stuff. Weird, awful stuff. But I think it was on the whole all right. Uh, Dynamite now, which again was, wasn't was as amazing and spectacular as, as recent Dynamites have been, but I think it was a necessary Dynamite to set up a new cycle of storylines and stuff. So we had um, Moxie and Jericho exchanging words to open the show. Jericho promises that Moxie won't leave on his own two feet at the end of the night. And I was fully sucking in. I thought, well, he is going to be able to then because Jericho said, if you do, I'll take a 60-day leave of absence. And I thought... Oh, I had a little Google and Fozzie are touring soon. But it's April the 16th it starts though and it goes all the way through uh, until November. So that's oh, when he'll be. That's, that's a long tour. It's only 30 odd dates though. Like 30, uh, right, 34, so back. 34 dates or something like that. But the 60 day thing starting like today is, well yesterday, a bit weird isn't it? Well it didn't happen because Moxley was oh, able God, to. Moxley, yeah. No yeah, yeah, Moxley walked away so Jericho's did gone. He? Jericho's he gone. walked away? He did the, the promo didn't he? What? Did he? No. What, what did I see at the end of the show? Was this off camera? He was walked this? down it right at the end, didn't he? I think I've missed this. And I degraded and everything. He got beat down by Hager and... <laughs> can't wait to see the comments yeah. on that video. <laughs> I can't remember. I've gone blank myself so, now. what I've got here is... Um, Jericho promises that Moxley won't leave on his own two feet at the end of the night. I'm so worried now. Um, the main event is a tag match between Jericho and Sammy Guevara and Moxley and Darby Allen. The inner circle jump Moxley during his entrance and the heels beat Darby Allen in what is a glorified handicap match. At one point, he hot tags himself in because Moxley's off somewhere beating I up. remember that one. Close, close <laughs> to the corner and goes, oh! Yeah. And then runs wild. I can hear Jim Cornette going, oh! Right yeah. Now. Um, 
Afterwards, Moxley tries to attack the inner circle. This is what I must be misremembering. I watched it about 20 minutes ago. But they beat him down. Hager choked him out, and they powerbombed him off the stage. Off the stage. That's the bit that happened, Adam. Oh, <laughs> God. Why did that beat swear from one's brow? I thought you might have been watching the, the Fight TV version where it's just completely different and Jim Jim Ross is just saying, oh, she said <laughs> What is that? There was none of that this week from Jim, unfortunately. Jim was all right this week. He was he um, was all right, aye. Um, so that was the start and the end of the show. We'll see what else happened. Cole Cabana made his official roster debut in ring alongside SCU in an eight-man tag against the four regular members of the Dark Order, so Uno, Grayson, Reynolds, and John Silver, who's not a pirate. Um, that finish is class, isn't it? I saw the, I saw a gif of uh, Colt Cabana getting the pin. Oh, the, yeah. He's so good. What the a Chicago cool. skyline. Never, you know what? I've never seen a full match from Colt Cabana, I right. don't think. Was he in WCBW? You watched, you watched man. Uh, <laughs> against, against Ryback. We were there. Did we? You were drunk. Was like, it Evolve? <laughs> Do you not remember that um, show we went go. to at WrestleMania 33 week? I didn't go. You didn't go? I was in the flat. The one where Brandy Rhodes took... We saw Ryback versus Coca. Oh, because they had had beef because of the CM Punk podcast. Yeah, Brandy oh, yeah. Brandi Rhodes went through thumbtacks on the same card. Yeah, I, I have seen a Coke Cabana match. <laughs> it was <against laughs> Ryback. I was at Wally Mania at the time. There was so much stuff going on that week, but I, I was, I'm sad I missed that card because it sounded fun. I can't remember that. I just remember that match happening and Brandy going through the tax. BWO, I remember. Sandman? Sandman, Sandman came out because people were going... Yeah. yeah. Well, Brandy, Brandy went through something. That was a DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship because I interviewed her like the day after and she was talking about how she'd won that belt. And I don't think she believed me when I went, I won that belt the other day as well. And she was like, yep, cool. I was like, yep. Kiss off, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, it's just Brandy that she buries everybody. And she, <laughs> Chris Statlander, not a real alien. Oh yeah, just a stupid woman in stupid paint. She's she's a babyface again now, Brandy. <laughs> which is nice. um, but yes, the babyface is waiting after Cabana does the, his excellent finisher and then his excellent pinfall, Pin. the Superman dive, which is great. Um, Evil Uno is livid on the microphone afterwards, but he doesn't reveal who the exalted one is. He's not happy though. No, he's not. Whoever it is, he said he won't be happy about it. Yeah, Aye. heads will roll. Aye. Um, Cody comes out, cuts a promo, and is basically devastated that he's lost to MJF, and he calls out MJF, but instead. As did you, you watch the Fight TV version? When he's giving a shout out to the cameraman and everything. Why did they show that? What do you mean? I mean, they had no chance, but why did Cody do that? Because he's, he's a cut, nice man. He's cutting this promo about him being good, but just seconds before they're off, like when they're off the air during commercials, he's going, shout out to the dogs who are at ringside. <laughs> to all the cameramen, they're great, aren't they? Everyone's having a good time. We're back on the air in three, two, <laughs> one. Oh, no, I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I think in a weird way, I think it fits his character because if anyone's going to put aside his emotions to give the fans what they want and shout out the working man for helping the show, it's Cody Rhodes. But I'm far more simple than you, so I <laughs> no, saw two <laughs> different things and I, like, I felt weird. They're both they're both equal readings of the situation, but he's instead met, not by MJF, but by Jay the Snake Roberts, as you mentioned, mm. who cut a hell of a promo. So many good lines. Yeah, The best one's the closing line for my money. A, a wise man once told me I shouldn't. Shouldn't fear a man. I turn never my back turn on. Your, never turn your back on someone you respect or I fear. fear yeah. and he just turns his back on him immediately. Perfect and throws throw as well with Cody the mic. caught it, to be yeah. fair. He should have fumbled it, put him over. <laughs> um, and he's got, Jay, the, the long and short of it is that Jake Roberts has got a, a mystery client um, who wants to wrestle Cody, and he says, I'll be in that guy's corner. You can bring that one-trick pony on, Anderson. Aye. Arn was a great wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Jake in the ring. It should be, uh, it should be, Luke Harper, it should be Brody Lee. Yeah. I think it's going to be him and Jake together. Yes, please. I think it should be Lance Archer because they announced Lance Archer last week is appearing on Dynamite. Then they did a WWE and didn't bloody show what they promoted. Plus, I can't believe Jake would have that haircut all the time. It's half a Lance Archer, isn't it? 
Oh, yes, it I'm is. clutching it way too much. <laughs> but I just can't imagine Jake having that haircut all the time. Mm. Um, can talk, though, can't he? I'd say he's probably a better promo than... Well, I was going to say Harper being. was a better promo. Do you reckon? Okay. But, don't know. It's difficult to tell, isn't it? Because I've not seen much of his indie stuff promo-wise. Yeah! Okay. It's yeah. WWE. <laughs> they didn't really give him much. Everyone loves him backstage. They, they did a WWE. He was always really popular, wasn't he? Maybe he's a hoot. Can I get booked? And finally, uh, the last thing to talk about from that show, uh, Pac defeated Chuck Taylor, uh, and then afterwards, Orange Cassidy got in his face. Everyone was like, oh. But then um, the Lucha Bros came out and helped Pac beat down the baby faces, and then Pac announced that they're called, right, there's two names to this new trio. One sounds a lot fancier than the other. So Pac goes, we are the Death Triangle, but the Lucha Bros go, where the Triangulo de la Muerte, which I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm really excited for that little group. Mm. They're all vicious. I like Pac as the mouthpiece. And I think they're going to have some great matches. Presumably, it's going to be a feud with uh, the best friends. And then maybe Jurassic Express in the future. You've got a lot of trios now, aren't they? They do. Do you think there's going to be belts? Probably. I hope there's not. Yeah, me too. Ring of Honor did, didn't they? Was it Ring of Honor? Am I getting my indie companies mixed Maybe. up? Trios titles. Can't think. Yeah, Chikara did, yeah. had one. Yeah. All right, yeah, Ring, yeah. I guess Ring of Honor did. New Japan. Young Bucks I'm on about when they were there. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Anyway, fetish for trios wrestling. And now onto NXT. Um, there was two cage matches on NXT. Lots of action. Um, first of all, Tegan Knox took on Dakota Kai in another match in their feud, this time in one of the cage matches. Knox uh, dominated but couldn't put Dakota Kai away. She tried to climb out, even though the door was right there, but she's a baby face. She tried to climb out the top. Raquel Gonzalez was on the outside. And it's a finish I don't think I've seen before. I was ge- it's the only bit of NXT I've seen. I thought it was genius, mate. Right. She squashed her with the door. And then held Pinned the door in there. Fantastic. And Dakota came out the, the door, uh, the doorway. Uh, so Dakota Kai won that one. Presumably, there's going to be a blow-off that Knox wins, surely. A doors match. A door match, yeah. <laughs> Through the keyhole. <clears throat> oh, yes. Dr. Frost. What was he called? Thrust. Who did... David Frost. David Frost. Who would live in a house like this? that one? Anthony. War- no, not Warrell Thompson. He steals cheese. What? Steals cheese from the shops, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He, he got done, didn't he, a few years ago for nicking some cheese from Did Tesco he? or something, yeah. Celebrity chef Anthony Warrell Thompson, yeah. Did he? Aye. He's dead now, right? No. Ooh. I think he is. Is he? Yeah, he I might be. Oh, rest oh, in peace. No. Hall of Fame next week, don't worry. Um. <laughs> Austin Theory picked up a big victory over Isaiah Swerve Scott, but he did cheat when he raked the eyes. Um, Austin Theory's they're, they're building him up, aren't they? Because he's a future star. He's just a perfect man, isn't he? Yeah. Makes you sick looking at him. Yeah, it does, yeah. <laughs> um, Johnny Gargano had a very tense sit-down interview with Mauro Ronaldo, and Mauro was fantastic in this. Um, Mauro asked, why? Why did you do it? Why did you turn on Champa? Which, to me, I agree with Johnny. Because he turned on him. Yeah, yeah. But Johnny was a bully. He was furious. He, he accused Maro of not reaching out to him after takeover Paul. And he was like, where was your call, Maro? You care about how I felt? And Maro was like, I'm sorry, Johnny. Oh, no. That's a bit offense. Sorry, Maro. Um, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was more JR. It was more JR. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, I'll work on that. Um, but Maro um, was then apologizing and everything. Johnny said, oh, yeah, but you still went on the air and called me Johnny Turncoat, didn't you? When Champa came back, he's still wearing, oh, daddy's home. And it's just like, he's Johnny's really, he's he's kind of feels, he feels, what's the word? Aggrieved, unjust. He feels he feels like justice hasn't been done to him. Okay. Uh, Mauro runs away and says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of here. And Johnny hypes up next week's NXT. There's not a match between Gargano and Champa, but there's gonna they're both going to be there. Because next week's NXT is coming from the Performance Center. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Don't know. Okay. 
Just a one-week thing, right? Yeah, I think it'd be quite cool. Yeah. Think of the brawls. Think of the think of the weapons that can get It'll involved. It'll look nice, won't it? We're, it was the uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. Half-time. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, and it looked really nice. It did. I've seen a match there actually, thinking about it, and it's cool because they got all the they got the ramp set up all the time and everything, so can they can you practice say, their entrances. You say what the match was? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. It was that good. Good. Um, it was heavy machinery. Heavy was machinery. It? Yeah, it versus couple of jobbers. Okay. Couple of challenge jobbers, <laughs> eh? Uh, and the main event, Velveteen Dream, that awful heel babyface Velveteen Dream against horrible heel babyface heel Roderick Strong, because I kind of want him to win. Yeah, leave his family win. alone, yeah. damn it. In a steel cage main event, but I did enjoy Velveteen Dream here. So Undisputed Era trying to get involved. They He goes over the top, Velveteen Dream, he's about to escape the cage, but they're all on the outside, they're ready for him, so he has to go back in. The Undisputed Era all climb up the cage and he starts knocking them off, bashing into the side and everything. He grabs Adam Cole drags him into the ring and realizes, I've got the NXT champion in here with me. So he throws Roderick Strong out, takes the loss, locks the door shut, and batters Adam Cole. That's tactics. Um, And yeah, it looks like Velveteen Dream's been set up as the next number one contender. I'm assuming he wouldn't win. He doesn't seem to be the guy to take it from Cole for me. No, it should be a great match. I I see him as a future world champion, whether it's an NXT or main roster, whatever you want to call it. But I don't think it'll be yet, no. It's going to be interesting what mind games he plays. You can't go after the family, can he? She, she, she can't exist, can she? Oh, in yeah. The, oh, yeah the in doctor. the NXT. Mm, that's true. I don't like it when he does the mind games. Doesn't no. make me want to cheer for him. No. It's I'll, a heel yeah. move. Leave his family alone. Anyway, that was NXT. Um, strong from both NXT and AW this week, I think. Uh, Raw was good, partly. And SmackDown was just, just SmackDown, wasn't it? SmackDown was there. Yeah. Any other wrestling you want to talk about? <laughs> Matthew's obviously going to 16 karat gold. Hopefully he has a good time. Yeah, hopefully he's got the guy. Yeah, the trains are buggered, aren't they, in Germany or something? So it's going to be even harder to get to. I think Leo Rush is in that tournament. No, he got, got pulled, pulled out. Did he? Right, Replaced okay. by Jeff Cobb. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, he hasn't turned back up in AEW yet. Oh, yeah. He's a member of the Inner Circle. Oh, he's there like Hitman. Strange. Yes. Um, yeah, well, that's, there hasn't been much more wrestling to talk about. Obviously, shows in Japan have been, get, been getting cancelled because of the coronavirus and everything. But... Um, We've got Elimination Chamber this weekend to look forward to. So I thought someone was coming in there. The door sounded like he was going. Let's go to the next segment. Ooh. I'm not. And you know what? <laughs> no, we've given Matthew a bit of stick, but this is hard, this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not especially on form today as well. Really? I, I mentioned this in the video earlier, but I woke up this morning and trod on a light bulb, and I can feel that my my You my trod on the light bulb? Yeah, it barefoot. <laughs> I can feel that my, my sock's getting wet. So if I'm not on form... Oh. It's been a tough week. This this has been the most stressful week since we started the company. Really? A hundred percent. Bloody the, hell. The, the rebrand has been, yeah. So sorry for not being fun. I don't know why I'm apologizing. No, you've been fine. This week Adam, you've been, you've been great. <laughs> Come on. Let's go to the mailbag. Let's have a rummage in our mailbags. <laughs> so our first one this week comes from Mason from North Dakota, who says, Dear Occultaholic Wrestling Podcast crew, after watching AEW's Revolution this past Sunday, I began to think of the following. In AEW's short history, their only two world champions, men's world champions, have both been former WWE guys, Jericho and Ambrose slash Moxley, respectively. Even though they both have totally new characters slash gimmicks, do any of you think that this will hurt AEW in the long run? 
Also, who would you like to see as the first quote-unquote AEW guy to win the World Championship? Thank you for taking the time to read this, as I know many lapsed wrestling fans appreciate your work more and more each day to help us get back into the business. That was Mason again from North Dakota. First of all, I don't think it will hurt them at all. I think it makes perfect sense in the infancy of the company to put it on established guys that an audience are going to be familiar Mm. with. And the second part, MJF. Ooh, MJF. MJF. I would argue that John Moxley is not a WWE guy in the slightest. Okay. Ambrose is. Because Ambrose is, and right. Ambrose was very different to John Moxley. Yes, it's the same head, but, but what he's doing is very, very different. The body's different. The body, yeah. The bo- <laughs> well, he's still hench, isn't he? He's got one. Yeah, maybe. Um, I can't think of the. MJF is a good shout. I'm trying to think on the babyface side of things. Darby. Darby Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, could I see him with that big belt? Oh. Whoa. All right. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. I think I agree with you. I don't think it's... I think it was the right decision. In hindsight, I think if they put it on Hangman Page at the start, the belt, then that would have been... He would have been buggered. He would have turned against him. Yeah. But now he's one of the most over guys on the roster, so he could be the first AEW guy mm-hmm. to win the belt. In fact, that's who I'm going to say. Nice. Hangman. Things would be so different, wouldn't they? Mm. It's weird to think that it was either going to be Pac or Page. Yeah. Just because Jericho's reign was great as well. Pac yeah. or Page or Jericho. Or oh, yeah. Jericho, yeah. But they would have taken on Jericho, but I'm guessing Jericho would have won either way. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll say Hangman. Although, there's loads. They've been building Give it to Jake so well. the Snake. No, don't give it to Jake the Snake. How old's he? Early 60s? It must be early 60s, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> next... Oldest Jen. What, sorry? As old as Jen. As old as... <laughs> Uh, next one. Uh, oh, good eye, boys. Greetings from Dan Under. Oh, here we go. Um, my question is with you cringe there. You're like, oh. <laughs> I'm cold. Oh, Maybe. my question is with regard to entrance themes. When you ask a wrestling fan to name their favorite entrance theme, they will right. This isn't this is debatable in itself. They'll usually immediately go for Hulk Hogan's Real American. It is a classic. It is a classic. Uh, the iconic glass shattering of Stone Cold Steve Austin, or even the seemingly universally beloved Brood theme from the Attitude Era. That's a great theme. Love it. But I think there's a few more that he hasn't mentioned that are more ubiquitous, maybe. Um, Sexy Boy. Yeah. Triple H, The Game. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Rock. Um, Rock. Rock. Vladimir Kozlov. Yes, Vladimir Kozlov. Um, but what would you consider to be some of wrestling's more underappreciated entrance themes? I personally love Nathan Jones's theme, probably because he was the first Aussie star we'd had since Outback Jack. He seemed to have a really bright future in the wrestling business right up until WWE realized he couldn't really, you know, wrestle. That's the words of this man, not myself, Nathan. He's going to be watching this, I guess. From prison. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a gimmick. All oh, right. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought something had gone horribly Beanie wrong. Beanie cell banging the cage door. How dare Jack the Jobber say that? He's a, <laughs> he's a uh, film star. He's in Mad Max, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's the, so. the big guy, surprisingly. Um, I also thought Dan Severn's theme was criminally underrated oh, as well. Yes. I can't think of it. Do, 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 Oh, that one. Don't recognize it. What say you, boys? Thank you so much for all the awesome content and amazing work you do each and every week. It's top shelf stuff. Cheers, Brad from Newcastle, Australia. Newcastle, Australia. Thanks, Brad. So, underappreciated wrestling themes. You're dealing with the X Factor, is my immediate thought. Okay, yeah. Crack at that one. Uncle Craig. But apart from that obvious answer, what have we got? Mike Awesomes. Apart from this, I think this podcast is the only place. That theme is celebrated as it should be. Okay. Uh, but also Vampiro's WCW theme. Yes, that, I, oh. I fully agree with that. That's Woo-hoo. brilliant. Like a Pearl Jam sounding. Yeah. Delightful. Really good. I've got two that spring to mind. Apollo Crews, I think, is a lot of fun. I can't remember it. Is that 
Sounds uh, a bit like American Alpha. It's one of those generic I was about to go, CFO like, dollar signs. Yeah, it is a bit, yeah. but I like it. That's what got me high. Is it his or is it American Alphas that's the... Da, 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 that's Apollo Crews. That's, yeah. that's, that's Apollo's. Apollo's. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Luke Harper, the, I think it's called Swamp Gas. Remember when he came out of WrestleMania with all the eyes? It's that one. And I thought that was that was really wonderful. Fair enough. Um, I can't think of any more to add to that, really. I think Vampiros was a great shout. Mm, that's like really Vampiros. good. Um that's not the music he demanded to be played, of course. That was back in black. <laughs> triple mania when he <laughs> fought. Um, yeah, I can't think. I guess I'll just stick with X Factor. Yeah, nice. Awful. Really bad theme tune. Um, and finally, hey, diddler, hey, lads. Brilliant. I've got a problem I'm hoping you can solve. I've recently started uni, and no one I know watches the wrestling. I even had a girl tell me it makes her cringe inside and out. <laughs> He's put that in quotation marks as well. Sounds hot. Coming from a place like you... <laughs> Coming from a place like New Jersey, where the indie wrestling scene is still fairly active, to a place where literally no one can fathom why someone would like wrestling unless you're a toothless hick or a child, has made me feel embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. I'd never give up something that makes me happy, so here's my question. How do I feel less embarrassed about feeling passionate about wrestling? Should I keep it to myself? Should I just stop caring? Or is there something simple I can say to help people understand its appeal to me? Thank you very much. Watching you guys every day has made my day at least a little bit better and kept me connected to the world of wrestling. With love, Joe. Buy a big gold belt and carry it with you everywhere you go. Stop showering uh, and just embrace the wrestling fandom. No. Uh, Do the very opposite of that <laughs> advice, you know, you Joe. Like, I was going to say, neck a bottle of whiskey before any social situation. If anyone takes the piss out of you, just do the uh, Randy Orton pose in their face. That will show them. Suck it! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that um, as I got older, because when I started uni... That was when I was sort of getting back into it as well because of CM Punk and everything. I, I went to uni in 2011, so that was just after the summer of Punk. And I think that um, I think that as you get older, you just meet more people. People care less about being cool about their hobbies, and you meet more people who are just going to be openly into it. Um, but at the start of uni, I was the same. I kept it a secret. I didn't want anyone to know. I got into it at uni. Yeah, people I, on my course used to get together and just drink and watch the wrestling and have a laugh. That's how I got back in. Fair play. Um, but yeah, I'm assuming. I, I guess that as you get older, it'll just become. More of a natural thing. There's a really great quote, which is sometimes attributed to Jeff Jarrett, sometimes Vince McMahon. So I don't actually know who said that, but I think it it's really true. And it's um, if you don't immediately recognize the beauty of professional wrestling, then you never will. Oh. So don't, don't waste your time trying to convince people right. that wrestling's great, because if they don't get it, they're probably never going to get it. And that's fine. I think that's true for some people, but I'm get, we were all childhood wrestling fans. Yeah, um, we kind of got it straight away. But I have met people since um, who are quite new wrestling fans. And I remember talking to one guy who I know who who seems very knowledgeable. His name's Andy. He knows a lot about like the Fight Club Pro scene and the Attack Wrestling scene, like UK indie stuff. But I remember once saying um, he asked me like, who, "Who do you think's like the most natural wrestler of all time or something?" And I, I think I said Eddie Guerrero, and he was like, "I've never really seen any Eddie Guerrero." And I was like, "How long have you been a fan for?" And it only about two or three years. But he still loved wrestling as much as like anyone would. So. Did he like it when he first saw it? I don't know. Actually, that's true. I don't know. So you saying that Vince McMahon and or Jeff Jarrett are stupid? Nah. I just, I've stopped caring. I talk about it really openly with everyone, and I guess we're in a privileged position because we've managed to turn our fandom into a career and mm. all that. So it's easy for, for us to talk about it. It's a really big part of our lives. But honestly, just screw anyone who... Yeah, who like what you care. like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As long as it's not being horrible to And people. hit them with a sweet stone cold stunner. Yeah. That'll show them. Don't do that, Joe. Thanks very much for your message. And thanks to Brad and Mason as well. Nice little mailbag. Now, 
Let's go on to Reese's Pieces. Mailbag at cultaholic.com. I didn't even say the Patreon before. Patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Matthew's underrated. In he own. really is. ProWrestlingTees.com <laughs> forward slash cultaholic. There's four on there. Four. Ooh. Yes, it is time for Reese's Pieces. These uh, come from Bryce from Maine this week. So Bryce from Maine, thank you very Ramsburg. much. Ramsburg. Ramsburg. The ref. Hi. You said Ramsburg? Is it not Ramsburg? Ramsburg. Is it Ramsburg? It is. Well, you live and learn, don't you? Um, <laughs> Holland, I think it is. What? <laughs> Holland. Bryce hungry. Um, I'm so embarrassed. I'm going to keep making jokes about that because I'm so humiliated that I got that wrong. Take um, comments away. Um, so Bryce from Maine has sent these in and these were actually from a few weeks ago but me and Ross deliberately kept them in reserve because it was to do with Elimination Chamber so we thought we'd bring it out this week uh, so hey guys with Elimination Chamber coming up I've put together a Reese's Pieces putting different match stipulations against each other I'm not sure if you guys have done one of these before but I thought it would be a fun idea so I've tried to do it based on stipulations that are somewhat similar some good some not so good keep up the great work I love and appreciate everything you do for the wrestling community thank you very much Bryce so remember it's fastest thought first and it's which one you prefer out of the two stipulations we'll start with Adam Ross and then me uh, so Steel Cage or Hell in a Cell oh, Hell in a Cell Steel Cage until well, Hell in a Cell until last year, sorry. Hell in a Cell. Steel Cage now. What do you mean? Like they ruined it, didn't they? Every October. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh, and the last, and the last rules one and being stuff, yeah. the Fiend. Oh, yeah, 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 fair. Um, Iron Man or Last Man Standing? Ooh, Last Man Standing. Okay. Iron Man. Iron Man as well. An Iron Man match done really well. That Triple H and Rock one. Is better than a Brock Lesnar kind of angle as well, I was thinking mm. as well. Yeah. Because Last Man Standing, you've always got that 10 count. You've never got a quick finish. You've got... That's true, yeah. The best ones I can remember for Last Man Standing are when both people are struggling to their feet and then one falls, and you don't know which one's going to... I will say with the Last Man Standing thing, it's always quite obvious what the final spot is. It's right. something magnet, and then it's it, and then you've got to wait for 10 seconds. I'll change my mind. You're Ooh. right. It's an Iron Man. Jesus, wait me. Casket match or buried alive? Oh, I, I don't really like either uh, casket match. Buried alive. Casket, because buried alive terrified me as a kid. I couldn't work it out for a long time. Oh, the last magician oh, thing, isn't it? They yeah. revealed it on the there. They got a little room next little door and the TV and everything. I'd be terrified still. Yeah. If I was losing a Buried Alive match. Oh. Um, I'll go for Casket, but Buried Alive, so, uh, do you think we'll ever see it again? What's your favourite Casket match, Jack? Um, I think it's, pro it's Shawn Michaels and Undertaker from uh, Royal Rumble. He breaks his back. It is, yeah, it's that oh, one. Right. <laughs> um... Falls count anywhere. Oh no, also Phoenix versus Milton Muertes from Lucha Underground. They had a one called Grave Consequences, but it was a casket match. Uh, falls count anywhere or two out of three falls? Falls count anywhere. Anyway. Falls count anywhere for me as well. Uh, war Games or Elimination Chamber? Chamber. Chamber. Ch chamber, but NXT are doing wonders for the War Games stipulation Very for me. true. Really you good. watch some of the old ones and you... you Rose-tinted glasses. I'm you scared. think they're amazing, they were. I'm scared to say I don't think they're amazing because the purists and they'll be like, they are amazing. I really want to see. You're right. I really want to see. Jack. I really want to see ten men walk around and go. <laughs> Twenty minutes. Um, no, no. Some of them are dramatic. No, it's about the story. It's about Dusty versus the Horseman. Um, <laughs> Kennel of Hell or Punjabi Prison? Oh jeez. Uh, Kennel of Hell's great. It was not. funny. It was really <laughs> funny. Then pissing on the floor and stuff. You don't see that enough in wrestling. No, you don't. More yeah. floor pissing. The Punjabi Prison. Punjabi prison. I used to find it amazing how Batista would hoist his massive body everywhere around that thing. 
It's never failed to make me laugh, the Punjabi prison. <laughs> when Carly came back and everyone oh, knew yeah. that he would. <laughs> it was so good. He was the world champion that night. <laughs> he held it up. He took it <laughs> off Jinder and went, yes. Um, Inferno match or... Bryce, what have you done here? Inferno match or Gulf of Mexico match? Somewhat similar. Oh, Inferno, <laughs> I think. What's a Gulf of Mexico match? They had a, the... Was it... Who did it? Was it... Was it Punk Jane. and Chavo? No, that was a different one. Who did the Gulf of Mexico match? Basically, they had to fight towards a body of water, towards the Gulf of Mexico. They were in like... I had in my mind that it's JBL, but now that sounds mm. wrong in my head. The loser... Yeah, go on. The winner had to throw the loser into the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, like that, that show Keith Chegman used to do. Naked so jungle. pick that one. No, what was it called on Channel 5? Naked Jungle. No, not Naked Jungle. Stop talking about Naked Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? It's a... Berber. It's a knockout. It's a knockout. It's a knockout. No, it wasn't really <laughs> like it's a knockout. They had water involved there, didn't they? No, the, but the... Inflatables? They, no, there was a body of water. It's uh, a bit like... What's the one where they get bonked off the thing? To total wipeout. Total wipeout. It's just like that. Okay. That's what I'm here for. Um... What's okay. happening upstairs? Um, Six-man tag team match. He's put brackets holla holla. Or a tornado tag team match. Uh, tornado. Tornado. Tornado is really good when it's done well. Um, TLC or Money in the Bank? Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Because it's just a ladder match, isn't it? Love a ladder <clears> match. <throat> That's true. Some TLC matches, though, are excellent. I'll go for... Oh, fuck, yeah. What have I said there? TLC is better than Money in the Bank a ladder match. I don't know if he means one of those crazy multi-man TLCs or just like Cedar Edge as well. Uh, right, okay. You can have two types of TLC, can't you? The yeah, crazy moldy man. I guess you get a free chair and a free table. But it's just a bonus, isn't it? Money in the Bank does go somewhere. Yeah. So. Uh, it was TLC. The hospital. <laughs> <laughs> TLC it is then. <clears throat> and finally, oh, what a shout here. Um, I can tell which one's going to win because one a lot of people liked and one nobody liked. So it's the ultimate deletion or the house of horrors. <laughs> yeah, ultimate deletion. Ultimate deletion, yeah. Even I will say that the ultimate deletion, because the ultimate deletion was deliberately wacky in parts. But the House of Horrors tried to be cool. It was... What happened again? He turned up... He got in the limo, didn't he? And then turned up in the limo. Yeah, yeah. then they came back. Bray came, came back. Yeah, Bray yeah, got in the limo yeah. and came back, and then Orton somehow got back as well. After pushing the fridge on top of him. That yeah, was a fridge, the, wasn't the, there? The fridge covered in skid marks, wasn't it? I remember the, <laughs> the very <laughs> ornate napkins in the limo. They were like either lime green or orange. It was lovely. Oh. It was terrible, so bad. Yeah, it was. And it was after their feud had already finished. It wasn't even for the was belt. It? it wasn't even for the belt, yeah. It was after the brand split. So it couldn't be for the belt. Oh, awful. Um, so yes, PS says Bryce, I think it's only a matter of time before we get a Firefly Funhouse match of some sort. Thanks, guys. Bryce from Maine. Thank you, Bryce. Would you be up for a Firefly Funhouse match? <clears throat> a Firefly Funhouse match? No. Okay. No, I wouldn't. How do you do that? It's just one fixed camera, isn't it? Would it go around the funhouse? It's just a setback stage. Rollins got there. He did, oh, yeah. yeah. Load of crap. That should never <laughs> happen. That should never have happened. Well, once again, if you want to send in any Reese's pieces, you can do so at mailbag at cultaholic.com. And any questions for the mailbag as well. Let's. Uh, I need to stop saying let's go to the next segment because they're about to see it anyway. I'm going With off. With the new fancy graphics. Whoa. Here they are. Oh, Matthew. It's Cultaholics. Big question. And finally, as Matthew says, it's the big, big, big... He's got such enthusiasm for every time. Big question. The big question this week is, what makes for a good elimination Chambay match? Oh, yeah. little stories playing out within the match itself. Like a good rumble. Right. Uh, you, you get the little bits between people who are feuding. Um, and, 
Yeah, pretty much just that. <laughs> Fair enough. A big crescendo. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a big crescendo. Shawn Michaels springs to mind that moment. Oh, it's still the greatest moment in Chamber history, I would say. Yeah. Not him winning. Him, oh, him interfering. Yeah. Um, I'll add a third thing. Uh, I think multiple potential winners. You nice, don't, yeah. You don't want Unpredictability. That's the problem with it. She is chamber pay-per-view, isn't Shana it? It, it does feel very predictable. Less on the tag side. the tag one, yeah. yeah. But Lucha House Party are going to win that but one. nobody but... cares. No, sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, um, not really contrived spots. Not really contrived spots. Yes, Nia Jax. <laughs> last year springs to mind. What did, what Bailey was in the corner. Your pod door. <laughs> when Bailey's here, your pod door's there. And she runs into the pod door somehow. Oh, she just missed she was, Bailey. She was aiming for Bailey. Um, <laughs> I've got another one. The pod doors getting stuck is always very funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's for a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'll add, like, without being contrived, without them obviously building up to it, a spot or two off the top of the pod. Love that. Mm-hmm. Or John Morrison, who didn't even... He just climbed it and just dropped down. Um, what else? I always like it when none of the matches this year are, but when there's a title match, that moment where the champion doesn't make the final two. And you're like, oh, there's definitely going to be a new champion. Edge getting eliminated first was so good. Really good. Um, do, are we going to include things like, because sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, like Edge cashing in after that one. But then when Batista did it, he didn't really cash in. He just got given the match. And he felt like Cena got a bit screwed. Are we going to include other things outside of it? You know what? We've just done a, a list, uh, 10 quickest WWE title changes, mm. which goes up this weekend. And we didn't count Money in the Banks, but that one is in there. That's one of the quickest title changes. Batista's? Yeah. Because it wasn't a Money in the yeah, Bank, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked the story of Edge that year when he lost early. Oh, it was brilliant. And then got I the didn't other see one. it coming either, which was nice. Nice. I don't think I was watching at the time. The attack on Kofi, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really great. I remember either whenever I watched it first, once I was back into wrestling, or if I watched it at the time, I can't remember. I remember feeling really bad because Kofi was like my guy. Oh, right. Oh. That was the most sort of. My favorite ultimate opportunity of the ultimate opportunist. Yeah, yeah. Of that, that was my yeah. favorite thing that he did. I it think. was really opportunistic. Yeah, it was great. Um, anything? Do you think? Do you think? I guess we'll end it by saying: Do you think that either of those matches this weekend are going to be really good elimination chamber matches? Tag has potential to be. Yeah. I, I think Shane is just going to dominate everyone, have a bit of a struggle with Asuka, but then win anyway. I think Shane is looking very strong this weekend. It's hard to make that match captivating. They do have other storylines going on in it. They've got Mandy. And no, they don't. What am I talking about? They've well, got they've got the riot squad. Sorry, they're in there. Something they're in the tag one. Out. Yeah, yeah. No, Ta- Natalia's there. Natalia's there. Yep. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I was thinking of um, the riot squad. They're in it, of course. Oh yeah, they've that's got, what I yeah, meant. They're they gonna live in, uh, Ruby and Liv on it. I've mixed up my I've mixed up my riot squad and my fire and desire. What were they called? Absolution. Absolution. Remember Absolution. that? Yeah. God, that was weird. Yeah, not very good either. I've got oh. a question. Old. Chamber or new? What's the difference again? Well, they've got padding around the thing. You've oh, got yeah. you've got more perspex to shoot cameras through and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I good. think the new one's a lot better. The new one's probably more functional, but the old one had a bit of a look about it, though. I would hate. I felt. I always felt sorry for them in the old one when they get slammed on the on the grating. Whoever designed that is a bastard. It was Jericho. Yeah, that was cool, wasn't Wait, it? Wait, was it Jericho? Yeah, no, it was Bischoff's idea. Oh, it was no, Bischoff. Yeah, Jericho, I think, came up with the concept. If I remember correctly, legitimately killing them though. At Wait, least now yeah, the, but it's, the, it's at least now. two miles of chain, isn't it? It's meant to be, not two miles of padding. <laughs> Wait, Jericho came up with the concept in reality, yeah, like I think Bischoff so. did in story. So was Jericho... Is, is that wrong? So did Jericho I'm cave, dying here, aren't I? Did, did Jericho kayfabe come up with money in the bank? 
Oh, maybe I'm getting my feet. No, no, Jericho did money in the bank. My foot's pooling with blood. In case they were real. Um, right, we'll end it there. Thanks very much to Adam and Ross for joining me on Thanks this podcast. Hopefully, Matthew has a lovely time in Germany, and I, get, I think he'll be back next week. Podcast, yeah. and he'll get to see this lovely new yeah, sex dungeon. I feel bad stepping in for Matthew here. This is, you know, he hosts the podcast, and here I am with a bloody foot, messing everything up. You got anything to plug? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think I deserve it. Oh, you've <laughs> been alright. You've, you've been alright. You've been fine. Don't worry about it, Ross. Ross. I've got a straight to hell coming this weekend with WWE kickoff show man Sam Roberts. Oh, I'm really? sorry for picking it up. Oh. <laughs> WWE champion <laughs> Sam, Sam Roberts, Roberts. wrestling Sam Roberts. of our hearts. Everyone yeah. loves him. Um, <laughs> and thank you very much for. I watching. like Sam, by the way. Yeah. I had a good chat with him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it was SummerSlam a few years ago. Bloody nice. I bloke. feel like they put him Bloody in a nice tough spot. Yeah, they I, have. I think they do it on purpose. I yeah. think that they make him the smark and tell him to say wrong things because smarks are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask her about that. I am. Oh. Oh. Imagine we just shoot you down now. Just hands, I can't talk about that. <laughs> Uh, and thanks very much to you for watching slash listening. Once again, any questions slash recent pieces can be submitted to the mailbag at mailbag at cultaholic.com. Any Patreon votes to patreon.com, excuse me, forward slash cultaholic. Now let's all put our hands in the middle and then do that thing that Matthew does. Hey, join us. It's balls. Huh? Tickling them. Tickling. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.